0: you can stream the NFL in Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You could listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the Zone, AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service could help you find a fix for free. Get in the Zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is Zach Gelb show. Coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. And now joining us from the NFL Network is the very talented Colleen Wolf in studio. Colleen, thanks so much for coming in. How are you?
2: I feel like I'm in the zone. I'm ready to rock. This is great. (laughs) Thanks for having me.
0: And Colleen and I share something in common. Uh, Whenever uh, Angelo Cataldi was on the radio for so many years, it's (laughs) weird to now say that he's no longer on the air after a great career at Sports Radio WIP. He would always say, my best two interns were Colleen Wolf." And Zach Gelb I'm like I'm in the class of Colleen and Wolf like come on I can't on.
2: believe I'm in the class of Zach Gelb.
0: Well, that's nice of Look you to us say. Look at
2: now, this is great. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I take your job over the one that I have right now and probably the paycheck too. Oh, kidding aside. So this has been a crazy time for you. L.A. to London, you've been hosting Good Morning Football. In New York, I appreciate you coming in with all the crazy travel.
2: Oh, no, I mean, listen, no problem. I'm in New York. I love New York. If if I had the opportunity to come here more when the weather was like this, I'd live here year-round. But I'm operating on... A very strange schedule right now. I have no idea truly what time it is or what time zone I'm in. And I feel a little dead inside, but I'm ready to rock. <laughs>
0: well, you have some good food options here. You could get the New York slice, you could go to Katz's deli and get a pastrami sandwich. You like know what have I you did? been eating well?
2: I went to Pasillo's.
0: Oh oh. <laughs> right in fine dime, one of my favorite sandwich spots.
2: Whoa, I had no idea that this thing was like a barbell. It was so heavy when I and I added all of this extra stuff, not knowing how large the sandwich would be. And the seeded roll that it comes on. Phenomenal. Oh my god, incredible! There was like bruschett. I added salami, arugula, tomatoes, mozzarella. It was everything. It was great.
0: And you have a meal for three days. Like I'm a large human yes. being. My my friends think I could eat like everything. I had pasillos for uh, Bruce Springsteen last time when he was playing in MetLife a, a few weeks ago. And I said to my friends, I go, we need to bring a car for having pasillos because there's going to be leftovers. And it, it was to die for.
2: I'll think of that sandwich actively <laughs> for years. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget it.
0: It puts you in a food coma. Also, <laughs> I, I, I'll say this. When the pandemic uh, first hit and we were watching NFL Network, the Thursday night crew that you guys had uh-huh. with Michael Irvin and Steve Smith. I was always wondering what was really going on behind the scenes then, because it would be like the craziest things I'd ever heard on TV.
2: I know, I know. We had such a great time. Uh, On the road, those shows were fantastic. And then once the pandemic hit and we were all separated into our, well, the guys stayed at home. And Mm -hmm. so they were having trouble, I think, sometimes staying awake because these games were not always the greatest. And then I was alone in this massive studio, like a cavernous space. So it was just a weird time like it was for everyone. But I definitely miss being on the road because, man, that atmosphere, it was the craziest thing I've ever done in my career.
0: Colleen Wolfe here with us from the NFL Network. So tonight's game I can't really talk it up that it's going to be this great football game and then sometimes it ends up being a great football game when you least expect it. But the biggest storyline for me going into this game is that Taylor Swift is reportedly going to be in the building. What do you make of all the TV coverage surrounding Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and whatever their relationship is?
2: I have massive Taylor Swift fatigue, and I'm so sorry to report that. I had it immediately almost. I don't like when things are forced upon me, and I feel like... It's being forced upon everyone. I like to see who she's sitting in the box with, and then I'm good. Then I'm done. Like, I don't I don't really need to know if they, like, what this relationship is about. It's fun, but, like, it feels kind of, like, um, a lot at this point. However, um, I, I guess, like, you know, we'll see tonight how it goes on Thursday Night Football because we haven't seen Taylor Swift on an Amazon Prime game yet, and I feel like they do things a little bit differently. So maybe they'll change my mind.
0: So what I just gathered is Colleen Wolfe is not a Swifty. That's brave, because you're going to have all the Swifties come no, after you now. it's
2: not that I'm not a Swifty. It's just that I listen to a lot of other... I listen to a lot of music. And she's, uh, I think, a very talented musician but not. I don't really know a lot of her songs. Maybe. Do,
0: do you feel like it's a genuine relationship? Some people just believe they have the theory that this is for publicity for Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift with the great tour she's on right now.
2: Well, if it is for publicity, it's working. They yeah. are nailing this strategy. Everything seems to be coming up the Kelsey's at this point. Their Netflix doc, the 400 percent sales increase on his jersey. It seems like though it could be a little manufactured, but who knows? Honestly. Who cares? Like, if they're yeah. happy, that's great. Um, but it is sort of... I can't believe the storyline that it is. But I guess they're two massive stars, so it's nice.
0: Talking to Kali Mulf, get into that game tonight. It's kind of crazy, because I opened up the show talking about Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And now I go into this game just saying, can we just get a game in the fourth quarter? It's wild to me how far Russ has fallen ever since going to Denver.
2: You know, I when you take his play in the first half of games. He's great. He's really, really good. And he is really, for me, not the problem right now. It's the defense that is really killing them. And they really have to, uh, to clean up so many different things. But Russell Wilson, it seems like he, like from last year, I feel like he's really come a long way. And I would love for them to get better in so many different areas. The run defense needs help. Like Sean Payton kind of walked into this situation thinking that he just being Sean Payton, I think, was going to be the solution. And he's experiencing a lot of the same problems that Nathaniel Hackett had last year. And after he said everything that he did during training camp about it being one of the worst coaching jobs he's ever seen in his life. It really is, I think, a tough pill for him to swallow to experience all of this and kind of go through the same thing and not be able to fix it.
0: Yeah, I, I thought he looked like a fool last week. Like, just yeah. cutting it nicely when you talk all this smack and then the Jets don't even have a- It would be one thing if you get destroyed and they have Aaron Rodgers, uh-huh. but now they have Zach Wilson and the guy that you went after was the offensive coordinator that was a part of exposing your team.
2: The nice thing, though, for the Broncos is that they'll get Javante Williams back. Yeah. And Jaleel McLaughlin looked great. That was the silver lining for them last week. So I'm interested to see how the touches are distributed. But that's a nice part of their game that they have, that running game.
0: And on the other side, Kansas City scares the crap out of me. Because everyone's talking about everybody else in the AFC. And we haven't even seen this Chiefs offense really get going yet this season.
2: No, we haven't. Especially week one, you're missing Travis Kelsey. He's questionable tonight, but they're expected. Uh, he's expected to go and play. But even when he's not 100%, he's still so much better than everyone at 100%. <laughs> so we saw it last week when he came back from the ankle injury, and he basically willed that entire touchdown drive. Like, he made that whole thing happen. The vice grip, third down catch that he had, and then the touchdown itself. He's so talented. We saw that first week when he was not out there, against the Lions, they just couldn't get anything going with the receivers that they had. And it was such a struggle. There were so many drops. They haven't gotten what they've needed out of Kadarius Toney. And they—it's it's always, t'was ever thus with the wide receivers. Do they need a number one wide receiver? Is that going to be their Achilles heel? heel. But like, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have proven before that they don't Not need sure. that wide receiver to win a Super Bowl, but they really do need to maximize the window that they're in right now to get it done. I love that they're using Isaiah Pacheco the way that they are. And Andy Reid, it always seems that you're, at least me, I'm always yelling for him to run the ball a little <laughs> bit Philly, more. The
0: Philly girl coming exactly. out of Exactly.
2: But that, and then I would love for their right tackle to, you know, maybe clean up the penalties a yes. bit. He leads the league in penalties. So we would like to not see that. Um, and by we, I mean all of the Chiefs fans.
0: So uh, the Chiefs are still the, the team to me, as Colleen Wolfe joins us right now in the studio from the NFL Network, that are the best team in the AFC. After that, who do you trust the most when you look at all the other AFC teams, if it's not Kansas City?
2: It's funny because during training camp and when the season was approaching, it was like the AFC is so stacked. Yeah. Like, it has so much talent. And the oh, NFC true. is just like, you know, you have the Niners and the Eagles, and everybody thought the Cowboys. Well, that is not yeah. the case anymore. But, <laughs> hey, the Niners and the Eagles, they've lived up to the expectations. They're both undefeated at this point. But, in the AFC, the Dolphins, I think, have been a team that have been really, really fun to watch. Mike McDaniel, I think, is just revolutionizing offenses with all of the motion. The and pre- press conferences, too. Oh, my God. And and aviators. One, <laughs> one pair of sunglasses at a time. This guy gets it. I love it. He's funny. He's entertaining. And he's a brilliant game planner. Like, an amazing play caller. The things that he schemes up. The pre-snap motion. All of it. And... I just think that that team, the speed that they have, it just really does kill, and it's so entertaining to watch them. They have five of the fastest ball carriers in the NFL on the team, and Tyree Kill is just one of the most explosive players I've ever watched. So the Dolphins, they're up there. The Bills, I have questions about at this point. Yeah, the whole
0: Diggs relationship just seems off to me with what happened in the offseason.
2: But we've seen that before from him, and we've seen it from – wide receivers in general before who they want the ball. They want to make something happen. The bills just kind of came into that game in London and they looked jet lagged. They look how I feel right now. So (laughs) do
0: do you think that was a real thing though, though, because they traveled so late in the week?
2: Well, I know that so much is made of when these teams travel, but they did look sluggish. They did look tired. I think the main reason that they, lost the game and had so many issues is because of all the defenders that were injured in that game. And then prior to that game, because coming in, they didn't have Tredavious white gone for the season. Gregory Rousseau, he was not playing and out there. And then you lose Matt Milano, who is the best at his position. He is like the heart of that defense. And it was just really hard. I think to overcome all of the injuries, Daquan Jones, like it was just, I think it really tough for them. And not only that, both of their tight ends now on the offensive side, they're banged up too. So right now it's just a tough point in the season, but it is still so early. Like it, it's it's week six we're going into. So for the guys that aren't coming back, that is that's a tough blow. But they did get Von Miller back. For the first time, he had his season debut in London, and hopefully they can find some solutions along the way.
0: The Bengals, to me, are also fascinating Mm -hmm. because uh, the next three weeks, it's a monster schedule. They've already dug themselves in a deep hole at at 2-3. and You have Seattle, you got the bye week, then you got the 49ers and the Bills. It's like, can they win two out of those three? And then I don't... Burrow says he's feeling better right now, but I, I don't know how to really judge it after one game against the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, and it's almost like, well, are are the Cardinals uh, an elixir here for, yeah. like, you know, that's exactly what they needed. And maybe it is, because I think he did look a little bit better, Joe Burrow, and he he certainly played that way. It seemed like he had a little bit mobili- more mobility in the pocket when he was moving around. It didn't seem as he was as hindered as before, and clearly that connection with Jamar Chase is still there. We saw it in the game. But the Bengals started the season so slow. They did the same thing last year, though, too. So maybe they're just kind of warming up.
0: So I got thrown into this 49ers-Eagles debate. Everyone thinks I'm an Eagles fan just because I went to school at Temple and then lived in Philly three years after graduating. Tell the
2: truth. Um, I'm a Patriot fan. That's the the truth.
0: Yeah, I grew up as a Patriot fan. Uh, Andre Tippett is like, Family, friends, with my uncle, and he's from Framingham, Massachusetts. My dad worked on Sundays. I may or may not have done Eagles post game on 97.5, the night when the Eagles won the Super Bowl as a Patriot fan. So no,
2: you did not. Yeah. Oh my gosh, are you okay? How yeah. are you feeling? Right. They've been outscored seventy-two to three the oh, last well, two weeks. <laughs> I, I'm really I was
0: in the penthouse for three. Like I had like nine thousand pasilla right. sandwiches for three thousand years, <laughs> and now they're like, all right, go, go eat some crappy like ham sandwich or something, and tell me that it's going to be really good. So it, it's weird because it, it's tough for me to get really annoyed with all the success right. that I had. But when you had the two bozos in Judge and Patricia last year running the offense, oh my gosh. and now you have an actual offensive coordinator in uh, Bill O'Brien, but no wide receivers, it's yeah. the first time I say, Bill, like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. And I could start to envision life without Bill Belichick at one page. Wow, post.
2: I just, I never thought I would see the day. It seemed absolutely impossible. Yeah, Like the fact that they haven't, gone back to the playoffs since or
0: they they made it once after Brady uh, that was Mac Jones rookie year I was at that game in Buffalo when it was negative two degrees and Josh Allen every time he had the ball they scored
2: oh my gosh so they they just they've really struggled clearly Mm -hmm. and I just think that maybe maybe it is time maybe it's time for like a a reset refresh but it just seems wild to even think about the Patriots without Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick is the Patriots and their schedule coming up is bad too.
1: Yeah,
0: we the, the season's already over. Oh. I, I, I'm already sitting shiva uh, for the the Patriots <laughs> season. Uh, it's it's it was over before it even started. So before we let you run, okay. I, I was saying how I got involved in this Eagles uh, 49ers yes, yes, whole thing because Debo Samuel didn't like some of the questions I asked him um, this about was you, that you. Oh yeah, you started that, that? that. He hung up on me. Oh yeah, that no was me. Way. That was right here on on this show. And uh, What a
2: moment! It was
0: it was funny because it's kind of like your time zone differences. When the video first went out, it was all Eagles fans. I uh-huh. love this guy; he's awesome. Uh oh! And then when the West Coast started to see it hours later, it was like, <laughs> bleep he this, guy. this guy! He's the worst human being in the world. Uh-huh. He should have never been born. Like ah, oh, I got the worst things uh, <gasps> welcome, uh, in my day. Welcome
2: to my life. <laughs> yeah.
0: So anyway. I can't wait for that game. Yes. But also, I think it's inevitable they're going to meet up in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You being a a Philly person, we know who you're rooting for. What's your message to 49ers fans?
2: I mean, or excuse me,
0: 40 winers fans. Oh, wow.
2: So I am not stepping into that because right now, I think the 49ers are the better team. Well, better than the Eagles. Right this minute, yes, because I don't think that the Eagles have completely reached where they can go with the offense like they just haven't hit that next level yet and i think as the season goes on the offensive line the defensive line for philadelphia is so strong and it will as attrition hits these other teams if they could stay healthy which i think they will that strength will really show and really pay off and that's why howie roseman the gm has sunk so many resources into the lines of scrimmage there but I, I just think, you know, the 49ers, they're so good right now. And will they sustain this? I don't know. I mean, they did. They seemed to last year. And then they hit some bumps along the way right at the wrong time. And it, and it just so happened that it worked out for the Eagles. But right here, right now, I think that the Niners are the better team than the Eagles. But in the long run, I think the Eagles will leapfrog them.
0: I'm going to say you clean that answer up nicely. I was going to say they weren't let you get any more cheesesteaks at Te uh, Sandros or mamas. Around here? <laughs> <laughs> Last thing I'll ask you, Kali Wolf with us NFL Network, Baker Mayfield with the bucks. Uh-huh. How legit are they?
2: Wow. I did not see this coming. It's just I think, one of the biggest surprises of the year. And I love the surprise because the surprises that are negative are just a bummer. And this is nice that this team, Is so successful right now with Baker Mayfield. Imagine filling the shoes of Tom Brady. Mac Jones is sort of doing that right now and it's not working out great. But Baker Mayfield, having experienced what he did leaving Cleveland, leaving Carolina, and now going to Tampa Bay with the, it's like an omnipresent chip on his shoulder, it's working really well. And now they are first in the division they're coming off the buy which i i kind of hate the early buy for i hate the early buy for any team mm-hmm. um but i i think that they have a really nice shot of of going on a run here and if they can continue at this pace it's really only just the beginning because this is his first season there so they'll kind of get stuff stuff going even more as the season progresses.
0: She's the very talented Colleen Wolf from the NFL Network. Colleen, appreciate you coming on and doing this.
2: Thanks so much for having me. Go Angelo Cataldi yes. and WIP.
1: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.